0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Flop House. My name is Elliot Kalin, and I'm going to be your pilot tonight on a journey into interstellar space and into the depths of one of the most creative minds that maybe there ever was. Joining me on this special voyage are, as always, my co-pilots, their names being, fill in your names now, guys.
1: Uh, Dan McCoy.
2: Uh, Stuart Wellington. <laughs>
0: well, a harsh lampoon
1: of Dan is McCoy. Wait, no, I'm just I'm wondering about this... Voice that you're doing is this supposed to be a comforting pilot? Is that the kind of the vibe you're going for? This is the way I talk now, like a Rod
2: Rod, Rod Serling, Sterling, Serling. Guys,
0: I discovered true peace and happiness, and this is just how I talk now. It's called drugs, Mm. and (laughs) it is really taking the edge off. I could have told you
1: a long time ago, I didn't know you were interested, but
0: no, guys, I was just trying to uh to start off with not in my normal hyperactive uh manner. Uh, because I'm going to need to save that energy for this episode tonight. That's real right, guys. Quick, Real
2: quick, Elliot, the, the drugs you took, can you check the package and make sure it's not like a brain-dead situation and it's accidentally <laughs> like an Elliot stimulant? <laughs> uh, well, it didn't a come in a package. worm that just, jacks it was... <laughs> into your brain. And... No, that's brain damage. Oh, but if right. it's a worm right. that jacks into your brain, that's pretty cool, too.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Anyway, uh, this is a mini-episode. Normally, on the Flophouse, we watch a bad movie, then we talk about it. Sometimes the movie's not that bad, sometimes the movie's very bad. But tonight we didn't watch a movie. No, no, it's a mini episode. So it's our time to do whatever we want and you're just strapped in. You got to follow us like hostages in your mm-hmm. ears. Uh yeah. so your ear hostages to our stuff tonight. <laughs> I'm and not
1: sure about this new branding for the minis, <laughs> but we can <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean it's, it's called
0: hey you, yeah. The, so here's how the minis work now. It's the audio equivalent of putting a
2: hood over your head and shoving you in a van. <laughs> oh, you're God. just
0: with us, you know?
2: And you know, yeah. you, could, you could turn off your podcast player, but then the next time a t-shirt comes out referencing a popular bit that you might miss that yeah. was featured in this mini, well, you're okay. going to be quite a fool.
0: You're going you to be so <laughs> mad when you don't know what that t-shirt means. It's going to wreck you. You're going to uh-huh. rue it to the end of your days. Yep. But don't worry. You're already listening. That's why you heard all this. So you're still with us. <laughs> Tonight, oh, I'm going to answer... Tonight, I'm going to give a, Dan and Stuart a little explainer and answer all their questions about, that's right, M to the E, M to the E, M, 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 M to the E, Marvel's Eternals. That's right, everybody. Okay. We're finally going to be explaining what the hell the Eternals are. Uh, the subject of the next, it's the tentpole of what, phase eight, phase nine of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right. I don't know. When's it Eternals. coming out,
1: Elliot? Because, uh... You know, Black Widow, obviously, delayed, but only coming out now. This coming, yeah, this weekend, yeah.
0: Uh, Eternals will be coming out November 5th in the United States. Mm. Uh, All over the world, I don't know when. So it's a big uh, Thanksgiving time release. And when you hear about the movie, you're going to know why they're releasing it in Thanksgiving. A time when people don't really go out to see the movies very much. (laughs) Uh, It could be a good movie. I don't know. But I'm going to bring you into my thesis that uh, the Eternals are perhaps – the least fan-loved characters <laughs> in the history of Marvel Comics. Wow. Should we oh. should we
2: give you a little foundation of what Dan and I know about Marvel's that's Eternals? That's a great idea.
0: I was just going to ask exactly that. What do you guys know about the Eternals? There, again, these are the subjects of a huge movie that's coming out directed by an Academy Award winning director <laughs> yeah. and starring big name stars. What do yeah. you know about
1: the Eternals? Uh, I know that Kumail Nanjiani he got, got jacked so jacked. For
0: the he did get. Jacked. Movie. He looks he amazing.
2: <laughs> Man, and is the, Angelina
0: Jolie in the movie? She's also in the movie. Yes. That's uh, all I call, know. So I cum- know a
1: couple of casting things and nothing <laughs> so, about the characters. So,
0: so you know that Kumail Nanjiani of course plays the famous character Kingo. And okay. <laughs> and uh and Is that Angelina character known for being super jacked? No, he's actually known for being Japanese. So it's interesting that they cast oh, okay. uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, but he, he is so Kumail's character is a movie star. Who is a member of the Eternals, much oh, okay. like in the comics, King was, and Angelina Jolie is, of course, playing the famous character Athena, uh, mm. who Dan, you know, is the daughter of Zorus. Oh, of course, Zorus. <laughs> yeah What's he so up to that, these days? So that's the extent of what you're familiar with. The Eternals is two two
1: of the stars that are in the movie. Um, yeah, I don't even think I could remember any other. So
2: what? Cast it, what did you, you guys? Band. Did you
0: see the? Tra- did you see the trailer?
2: Uh, I definitely watched the trailer at least once, but I have a, I have another question. So I saw okay, J.K. Great. Simmons in a movie recently, and he was super jacked. Yes. Was he getting super jacked because he's got to play J. Jonah Jameson again? <laughs> I think he was getting super jacked because him
0: and Kumail, he and Kumail are gym buddies. And it was oh, kind of like, yeah. you get jacked and I'll get jacked, rep for rep.
2: We're going to do this together. Whenever yeah. one
0: of us is flagging, the other one is going to buck up their spirits. And that's yeah, yeah. how they get but it done.
2: do not touch that fucking bar <laughs> until the last possible minute. you got to let me... Do the full pump?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just believe in me, and I'll believe in you. That was their <laughs> motto. Uh, so, guys, let me tell you about the Eternals. Okay, I'm not going to start with more about the uh, about the cast. Uh, okay. Although, okay, huge, huge cast. It's uh, they it's the most diverse cast in a in a Marvel movie, which is interesting considering that the Eternals themselves are based in a sort of uh pseudo Naziific uh racist science, which we'll get into. Okay. okay. So. Let me just explain the introduction. So the Eternals, just to break it down as simply as possible, Uh they're a group of nearly immortal godlike beings created by even more godlike beings as an experiment in ancient times. And even though they're ancient and eternal and massively powerful, they tend to not show up when things happen because Uh they're possibly the most boring characters ever created by Jack Kirby, and there is yet to be a successful <laughs> revival of them. Let's talk about Jack Kirby for a second. You guys are familiar with Jack Kirby, right? Mm-hmm. Dan, Stu, tell me what you know about Jacob Kurtzberg.
2: Jack King uh, Kirby,
1: right?
0: Jack King Kirby, the king of comics. What do you know about him?
1: He's the. Isn't he the one who got um, kind of super psychedelic later on? Or or am I getting confused with Ditko again?
0: No, no. I mean, they, they both got a little – I mean, J- Ditko be, uh, got super Randian. And, uh, Ah, Jack Kirby's work became more psychedelic, but it was like, it was more like Jack Kirby was finally letting out the psychedelia that had been in his mind since the 1930s. Right.
1: Um, and, and Kirby's the, you know, the co-creator of, of many of the huge Marvel characters. mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what I know about Jack Kirby. He draws very (laughs)
2: distinctive hands and he does Mm -hmm. like energy clouds in the background that have Mm -hmm. like little spots in them. It's called Kirby Crackle. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he, he was obviously a huge influence on my first ever favorite comic book artist, Eric Larson.
0: Yes, very much so. Yeah.
2: There's a, there's a, well, let's, let's say Jack Kirby is arguably the most creative
0: mind in Marvel comics history. Uh-huh. And without him, without his work with Stanley, you don't have the Marvel universe and you don't have the Marvel cinematic universe. Just look at all the characters in the movies he created or co-created rather Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, Loki, Bucky, not the version of Bucky that's in the movies, but the original version of Bucky, Black Panther, Nick Fury, Ant-Man, not the version of Ant-Man that's in the movies, but the, the Michael Douglas character version of, Ant- of Ant-Man, Scarlet Witch, Wasp, Quicksilver, Agatha Harkness from the Scarlet Witch TV show. Mm-hmm. And that's not counting the X-Men, Agatha the Fantastic Four. all along, right? What?
2: Agatha all along. It was Agatha
0: all along, it turned out. Uh, And I feel like they didn't really play fair by then showing you scenes that implied (laughs) that if you went back and watched, you'd see Agatha, like, winking at the camera Mm -hmm. when that (laughs) didn't really happen, (laughs) but... Interesting take. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting take. Uh, only because I heard people going like, oh, I didn't pick up the clues. And I was like, guys, I don't think there were any clues. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> if anything you're,
2: you're your clue the- is that she is second build, like she's third build and uh, doesn't <laughs> seem to be doing much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, true. The that's clue true.
1: is that she's Catherine Hahn and she's amazing. So you got to do something with her. <laughs> so let's just say Jack Herbie is comics ultimate ideas,
0: man. So, let's go back to the year 1970. Okay, guys. Richard Nixon's in the White House. Everybody's doing the Lindy Hop. Uh, the What else was going on in 1970? Star Wars was yet to happen, and Jurassic Park was even farther in the future. And <laughs> Jack Kirby, he gets fed up with Marvel Comics. He's been there for a while. He goes over to DC Comics, and he creates the fourth world New Gods characters, a sprawling, somewhat standalone cosmic epic. It's not totally standalone in that it comes out of a the, Jack, the Jimmy Olsen comic, uh, but somewhat standalone. That was almost made into an Ava DuVernay movie recently and then it fell apart. But you know what? Jack Kirby, he's not happy at DC either. So in the mid-70s, he comes back to Marvel and he tries another stand, somewhat standalone cosmic epic called The Eternals. And uh, I think it's fair to say I'm a huge fan of Jack Kirby. I'm a huge fan of his work in the 60s and in the early 70s and even some of the late 70s stuff. This was, this was, this was the time of uh, what you would call late-period Kirby when he was doing things like Devil Dinosaur – which was a series about mm-hmm. a cave boy, yep. a half-human, half-ape cave boy, and a red tyrannosaurus that encountered, <laughs> like he would encounter, like a computer that turned out to be God that created the Garden of Eden, or there would be a whole issue where a giant with a triceratops head as a mask would be just hurling trees at things. Uh, a lot of good stuff. This is this is kind of like somewhat around OMAC era, Jack Kirby, where for DC he was making a character who had a super huge uh, mohawk and was the one man army of the future, Eternals. Not as most energized. This is a series that runs for 19 issues and one annual. Since then, there has never been an Eternal series that ran for more than 12 issues. I think we're going to figure out why when I tell you who the Eternals are. Okay, guys, buckle up. We've seen the historical. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to find yep. out what it, what Jack Kirby would do when he was yes. not quite firing on all cylinders? Yes, please. Okay, so <laughs> are
1: you familiar with a little book called Chariot of the Gods? Uh, is that the one that like was like, oh, ancient Egyptians were aliens?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, Chariots of the Gods, I said, was, it was kind of this kind of 70s pseudoscience, let's call it trash, that said that ancient peoples were not smart enough to make pyramids because how could they uh, be? They were not right, European white right. people. And so it must be that aliens visited them and taught them how to make pyramids, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy since, like, if you give a kid blocks, they'll, they'll figure out how to make a pyramid. This is not exactly an... Infinite monkeys, infinite typewriters scenario, where it, like uh-huh. just the odds create it. Like pyramids are easy to create, but in the '70s, people thought pyramids were very difficult. That yeah. was the time when. That's the, more I guess exciting
2: the, to imagine. There's a Stargate somewhere. Exactly, where so, the Kwa'uld can make <laughs> you build their ship. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, the concept of pyramids
1: is easy to come up with. Let's not let's not downplay the difficulty of the building of the pyramids.
0: I, that's true, but is there any other type of building where people were like, I don't know how they figured this out, it must be aliens, like castles? People seem to figure out how to do that. Like yeah, towers? Yeah. yeah, people can do that. So what is it about pyramids that's suddenly so difficult that it can only be because They're an so alien pointy came down? Elliot. The thing is the South American pyramids are not pointy, Dan. They're quite blunt at the top. Anyway, what I'm the saying blunt, is- blunt point. What I'm saying is, uh, Jack Kirby, very much not racist, perhaps one of the least racist people ever to work in uh, mainstream comic books in the 1960s, and yet uh, the Eternals is kind of baked into baked in with some very racist ideas. Not the least of which is this chariots of the gods stuff, where it's the idea of ancient aliens coming down and teaching, like the the Aztecs, how to build pyramids and things yeah. like that. Okay, so here's the story of the Eternals. Okay, but here's the thing about Jack Kirby. He would kind of take whatever was going on around him and throw it in a big stew pot and uh-huh. stir it up and be like, "Here's your comics," uh, and that's why his stuff is amazing because it was just kind of like any idea that fell into his ears, he would just throw into this big idea stew pot. So,
2: uh-huh. in prehistoric Elliot, this times, this has been this has been so much build up in this episode already. I feel like I'm still waiting to get to the Mortal Kombat tournament.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> don't. Oh, sorry, we're get, okay. So here's the story of the of the Eternals. It's ancient times, prehistoric even. There's no people. There's just hominids, just kind of cave people. The Earth is visited by ancient beings called the Celestials, mysterious mysterious aliens in 60-foot armor that conceals their enti- well, they're 60-foot aliens. That's why the armor is so tall. That conceals Ugh. their entire bodies, and it looks amazing. Like the Celestials' characters look gorgeous, and they're the reason anyone brings back the Eternals because the Celestials, they're these super tall, mysterious aliens. They don't talk. They, all their heads look like coffee pots or like trash cans. Like they have amazing helmets and yeah. huge hands that they use to give the thumbs down all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's if you can imagine godlike alien beings that can only communicate using thumbs up or thumbs down <laughs> – that's the Celestials. was okay. the
1: original binary, Elliot. That's, yeah, that's, that's... that's true, yeah.
0: There's no, they, and they do not have a thumb in the middle. That is, Celestials are hot and cold. Uh, and I think the only reason the Eternals were ever folded into the Marvel Universe eventually is because the Celestials look so cool. Uh, so, they're great. They are objectively the best thing about this story. So they come to the Earth in waves known as hosts. The first host was about a million years ago. And they take furry cavemen and experiment on them to create two races. The Eternals, who are good... And beautiful because, according to the comics, they have stable genetics Mm
2: -hmm. and the deviants
0: who have unstable genetics. And Mm -hmm. every generation, they mutate and look different and are not white and blonde. And so they're Mm -hmm. ugly demons who are always trying to conquer the Earth. So basically this is – and again, this is Jack Kirby who like – if you go on Twitter, everyone's like, Jack Kirby, he would say to punch a fascist in the face. Him being like some real, like, blood purity, you know, superior yeah. race type stuff, which is not great. Again, not to say he's racist, just ideas falling into the Jack Kirby stew pot. The Jack Kirby stew bot, again, what I would recommend if you go to uh, the Marvel restaurant chain, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm sure will exist at some <laughs> point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, so... Sorry, setting aside the racial implications for just a moment, yes. I didn't mean to cut off your stew pot rant if there was better. I was going to come up with some other come.
0: dishes at this Marvel restaurant, okay. but Please continue. Do. What are going to say? Oh, <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, well, maybe you can think about it and we can okay. circle back. Uh, setting aside well, the. Well, I, I know there's,
0: there's going to be something called Dick Kahitas, which are like fajitas <laughs> that are Steve Ditko uh, influenced. Okay. So, like, when you eat them, your hands have to be in weird poses. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> so, my question is. Aside, I'm not done yet, but what's okay. whoa well, yeah. the 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 horrible like sort of racial implications, like the like what is why would these beings be like? Okay, we got to create some some good creatures and then some evil creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, well, is there, are they is there, are they you know is this like a are they playing a. Board game?
0: <laughs> they would say the comics. I think are always like, "Oh, well, the the Celestials experiment for mysterious purposes. So mysterious, we can never know them." But then it turns mm-hmm. out they, they. But then the comics come up with different explanations. But it's all, But then they always go back to like, "Oh, they're so mysterious. We could never even comprehend it for their own mysterious, silent needs." Oh, these godlike beings. Mm, when like, yeah. Yeah. and it's a little bit like sure. uh, Gal- Galactus, where he starts off. And he's this amazing godlike being and the more they use him, the more he just becomes like the biggest dude in the neighborhood, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're bumping into him all the time and then killing him off and then he comes back and things like that. Anyway, so to answer your question, there's no real set reason. But a lot of times it's just to like – the Eternals are just supposed to be there around to like protect celestials. In the Earth X series, it's posited that there's a celestial seed or egg in the center of the Earth and that superheroes were created to Mm -hmm. defend this from aliens who want to – from Galactus want to eat it or something. Anyway, Uh Continue.
1: B- Burrito Tony Stark. How about yeah. that? No, because no, 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 the dishes Stark.
0: are based on the are the creators, not on the oh, uh, not okay, on, okay, the sorry. Sorry, sorry, on the characters. Sorry, creators. Well, now
1: I gotta go back to the drawing board. Your
0: host is dressed like Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. anyway and you get the stanley soup that's a leek soup like wow, a classic okay. welsh leek soup but it's it comes with a with a mustache and sunglasses on it that's what makes mm-hmm. it about stanley um there's also like the uh uh the john that's, that's, Busca- that
2: comes from the stall called stew believers <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you there's the john Bu scrambled eggs that's the john bucema scrambled eggs that's for uh, their breakfast yeah. uh yeah sure uh and so forth uh there's the the uh well, I'll think of somewhere later. later. Uh, you guys feel free to think of some too. Um, so, guys, the first host came and it turned people into, uh, into Eternals and Deviants. Meanwhile, regular old human beings, they're evolving too. 20,000 years ago, the Celestials come back. They were busy for a while. They finally came back to check on the experiment. The second host arrives. They find that the Deviants, they just took over the whole world. While the Eternals were just sitting up on a mountain somewhere, the Deviants took over the whole world. The Celestials come down and the Deviants are like, well, we're the best now. The Celestials respond by destroying the Stevians' whole civilization. They sink their continent of Lemuria under the seas. Now they live underground. Uh Uh, And later on there is this stuff added about where like they worship this one Celestial that went bad and was living under the earth and is sleeping and all sorts of stuff. Now you may be asking yourself, okay, didn't Marvel Comics already have the Inhumans, which were a race of mysterious superpowered people that live in the mountains and were created when the Kree came to earth and experimented on cavemen? Yes. I was going to say that. You're right. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing, and uh-huh. the same guy created both of them. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, it's, it's Jack Herbie. Is is he's uh, serving kind of like leftover stew at this point. So, but
2: extent. do any of the uh, do any of the Eternals have cool powers
0: like Black Bolt? Let's get into that, shall we? Black Bolt, of course, as everyone knows, is the Inhuman who cannot speak because his voice is so powerful that even a whisper can knock down mountains. Mm-hmm. The Inhumans,
2: they all have their own every, powers. Every as you podcaster's know. fantasy.
0: <laughs> 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 when really, it's just Joe Rogan that can do that. Uh, <laughs> sure. So the Inhumans, Medusa's got a crazy hair. that can grab things. Triton is a fish man. Uh... uh G- uh, Karnak can see the weaknesses and things and hit them with karate chops so that they fall <laughs> down. There's Gorgon who's got hoof feet that are really strong and he stamps on stuff. Yep. They, they've all got great powers. They're amazing. What about, is Lockjaw uh, one of the Inhumans? Lockjaw is a dog that can teleport because he has a tuning fork on his forehead and mm-hmm. he's a huge dog. Let's let's take a minute away from the <laughs> Eternals talk about Lockjaw. Lockjaw <laughs> is one of the most amazing Marvel characters and it's too bad that... And I think one of the reasons Marvel is doing the Eternals is because they screwed up the Inhumans so badly with their TV show. Lockjaw is apparently... It is one of those things that really tests the believability of a Marvel concept because he's an enormous dog. He's yeah. a dog the size of a small elephant, and he's constantly drooling. And he can yeah, teleport anywhere. Mm-hmm. You gotta look up Lockjaw. Yeah, he's look amazing. up Lockjaw. He's great. Yeah. He's like, and he has a little tuning fork on his head that matches his master Black Bolt's tuning fork on his head. And it's just like Jack Kirby was just like, yeah, they've got a superpowered dog. What of it? Oh,
1: look at that dog. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's got a big tongue, and he looks like a dog with a mustache. Like he's, it's yeah. amazing. He's a great character. There's a reason he has had his own series. He, At this point, I think Lockjaw might have starred in as many comics as the Eternals have starred in. Mm-hmm. So give Lockjaw a movie. Anyway, let's talk about the Eternals characters. They've been living up at the Polarized Caps every now and then. They're, they live forever, pretty much. They have Every now mm-hmm. and then, they appear before normal humans and become the basis for all of our myths. Oh, boy. That's Whoa, right. Wow. Their names kind of sound like God. It's that old saw, that old jigsaw. So you got guys like Icarus. He's super strong. He can fly. He probably can shoot lasers and things like that. Uh, and obviously, and he's Icarus. So that's where that comes from. Then there's Cersei. She's like the seductive party girl of the Eternals. And mm-hmm. she has the power to like turn things into other things. So remember when Cersei in the Odyssey turned all those guys into pigs? Guess uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. Cersei in the uh-huh. comics does that too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, there's uh, Makari, who can run real fast. And he's obsessed with running really fast. And he okay. was the in- inspiration for Mercury. Uh, okay.
2: There's Ajax, who's
0: super strong. That leads to Ajax. How's cleanser. How's
2: Makari spelled? It's spelled
0: M-A-K-K-A-R-I.
2: Okay, so pretty similar to Gazkal Magaruk Thraka's uh, Bannergrat, Makari, who's insanely lucky, but he's a pretty cool dude in and of itself. That's Warhammer Forty Thousand stuff.
0: Okay, because I was going to say Stuart, I'm talking about <laughs> the Eternals, and I couldn't understand half of what that last <laughs> sentence was. So, <laughs> so you have you bested
1: me, sir. Uh, uh, hey, I, sorry, I zoned out a little bit earlier. So, Gaskell uh, is a,
2: is, a, is an orc <laughs> war boss of the Goth clan, and he is okay. known for laying waste to the Imperial World Armageddon Sounds until like a he real faced team, yeah. off with Commissar Yarrick. He cut off Yarrick's arm, but that didn't stop Yarrick. No, 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 he's too much of a badass. So, he then uses laser uh, eye to hurt Gas. Do you have, uh, oh, uh, we, we'll talk about later. We'll no. talk about later, we'll talk about later. Anyway, no, we're thing on. is,
1: yeah, Dan? The actual question, though, was, um... Chris Clara Monterey Jack cheese did anyone say that was Chris that Chris
0: Clara Monterey Jack cheese I mean that's yeah. not a dish I mean that could be something <laughs> well, you an, ingredient, an sure. ingredient sure I mean if you're <laughs> going to have like kind of a uh, like an X-Men mutant cheese plate like that would be great to have on there, there. yeah sure yeah i yeah. could see that and like okay. uh, yeah what else? What other cheeses sound like I excellent mean, character's names? Did you, say hey, S- Jim- did you say Swiss Claremont cheese? Oh, Swiss Claremont is even better than Chris claremont or ray Jack. Oh, nice, There's also nice. Jim Brie. Uh, you'd go with that, of course, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, so if anyone else, wa- fans, feel free to get on, get on the horn. Get on the horn. Call
1: get on the little shortwave radio. And- tell
0: us some more Marvel restaurant food. So anyway, guys, let's talk. So, uh... Let's just we're getting to the end of the of the background on this. Okay. So they all there's all these stories about like in, in the original Eternal story, they're always like, Huh yes, that's what I told Plato when I met with up with him. Or they're like, Oh, the Aztec gods, they turn yeah. out to be these eternals. Or hey, when I went to Egypt and I taught them about hieroglyphics as a joke. The leader of the Eternals, it's Xeros. That's right. And he's the leader, mainly because he figured out how the Eternals can combine themselves into the Unimind, a giant mm-hmm. cosmic brain with superpowers. Now, Again, if this reminds you of how the Forever People, a previous Jack Kirby series, can combine to become Infinity Man, very similar. Uh, and here, and anyway, who the becomes story-
1: the, the January Man? That's Kevin Klein, right? <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, the January Man, I guess, is the killer in that. Yeah, so it's not Kevin yeah. Klein.
2: Wait, Kevin yeah. Klein isn't the killer though, because if <laughs> no, he was, he would have just spoiled spoiler that alert. fucking. Thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I no, can't Kevin even Klein- remember
1: who. The January Man is and I watched that like this year. It's probably that, I
2: don't know like Clancy Brown or Yeah.
0: <laughs> probably yeah, or Chow on Fat, some killer. But uh the, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm always that's a movie that I see it on Amazon Prime and I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. Wait, am I really about to watch the January Man? So I've never seen it because I can't it's, I can't quite pull the trigger on
1: it. You know, I like I was like Oh, you know, I love Kevin Klein. I love him in his sort of like shaggy, semi-comic mode. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's got a great cast. Otherwise, Susan Strand, Mary Elizabeth Master, Antonio, Harvey Keitel, Danny Aiello, Rod Steiger. Are you I mean, reading a, the IMDb? I am profile reading right it. Now? Alan Rickman. Are you we'll reading the, the, the back Grand of the novelization January, that's on here?
0: <laughs> He's reading the back of this the box <laughs> of, of January Manos cereal. John He's, Patrick
1: yeah. Shanley uh, screenplay. Oh wow!
0: Writer and director of your favorite movie. My uh, favorite movie was when the whistle blows. What was it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when when the blarney
2: falls off the shamrock. (laughs)
0: It's it's called doing the shamrock shake.
2: So is Uh, the January Man the sequel to the Weather (laughs) Man?
0: No, no, no. January Man is a guy who's bitten by a radioactive January. January <laughs> oh, Jones, <laughs> that is. And now he has all the powers of January Jones, which is to be really, really good in the three burials of Anna Sestrata and not so much in the other things that she's mm-hmm. in. Yeah. But, mm. you know, I guess she just needs a, a solid director like Tommy Lee Jones uh, pointing her in the right direction. Okay, so, uh, Zorus, He Creates the mind that's, that's your background. The original Eternal story is the story about the fourth host, uh-oh, led by Arishem the Judge. They are coming to Earth to see if Earth is worthy of not being destroyed, if the experiment went. And Icarus, having taken the name Ike Harris, uh, is in love with an archaeologist's daughter, and he spends a lot of the series... Hanging out with this archaeologist and his daughter and being like, hey, this stuff that you thought was just ancient civilizations, it's gods and things. Anyway, I'm going to explain it some, to you that's now. That's some, like, angel heart level shit right there, buddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How could you crack that code? Meanwhile, the other Eternals just kind of wander around using their real names and hanging <laughs> and just hanging yeah. out. Like, Cersei just calls herself Cersei and wears, like, a green bathing suit everywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always fighting the deviants, led by I think his name is King Toad and uh, the Warlord Already, Crow. already
2: very interested in King Toad. <laughs> yeah, King Toad
1: is, my ears perk right up. <laughs>
0: He's like a big fat frog's head with little arms and legs. I don't uh, know how I'll he became king of the deviants. <laughs> yeah, I think he it's spelled it. And I think it's spelled T O D E. Um, so uh, to give you a taste of what the original Eternals comics are like, I put together two passages that I think get across the clash of styles that uh, that Jack Kirby is kind of struggling with here. This is a line from issue number four, from a narrative caption. Arishem, leader of the fourth host, stands like a mountain above the Inca ruins. His face is hidden, but his eyes see everything that lives in this world. They are the eyes of a judge, even as his hands are those of a destroyer. When mankind discovers Arishem, it will find itself against overwhelming total power with two exclamation points at the end. And now here's, here's a line from issue five. Cersei is calling to Makari through her communicator device. And she says, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most juvenile of all? And Makari says, that's funky corn, Cersei. <laughs> so that's... that's, a, that's funky? A, Sorry,
1: that's funky what?
0: <laughs> that's funky corn, Cersei. Oh, uh, that is funky corn. <laughs> so as you can tell, the, the Eternals have really kept up with the modern slang. And they're really doing it right. Now, uh... None of these characters have that much personality. The only Eternals that really have a lot of personality are two Deviants, one called the Reject, who's called that because he is handsome and so Uh the Deviants don't like him. And he's angry at the world because he just wants to be a Deviant and he hates that he's so handsome. And this guy, Carcass, K-A-R-K-A-S, Daniel, you should look him up. He's a big red dude who wears metal pants and has a huge head and like Tyrannosaurus Rex hands. And he's actually very nice even though he's a Deviant and he becomes friends with the Eternals. They're the best characters Carcass better be in the movie. He's a crazy design. Uh, and there's also a bad Eternal name like Druig, who's basically what you would expect from a bad guy named Druig. So, guys, I just told you all about the Eternals. Who's your
2: oh favorite? Oh my Eternal god!
1: Somewhere? Sorry, I just saw a Carcass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Dan, paint, paint a word picture for the listener. What's Carcass like?
1: Uh, carcass is kind of like uh, if there was like a potato, like a <laughs> red potato.
0: Okay, like a russet potato. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and. Um, that potato had kind of like a little sort of like I don't know like a great ape like a gorilla face, <laughs> uh, and then their little claws. Uh, it's a it's a it's a, I mean, oh, it, he, he looks, looks awesome. He 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 looks small because he's stubby. I see him fighting yes, in
0: the in the picture. He he looks in the pictures when there's no scale. He always looks like a little baby, but he's yeah. actually
1: very tall. He's like no, ten he's feet tall. Big I see from other pictures, but he also like. Uh, and the one I'm looking at right now, he's like got like, basically his legs look like they've got colossus armor. Yeah. Yes, he wears
0: he wears kind of blue underpants with with steel leggings underneath.
1: Yeah. Yeah, hey, I like
2: man, this guy. He's really cool. Yeah, I like this guy.
0: Yeah, he looks a little bit like if you took a professional wrestler and you pulled all his skin off.
2: Yeah, and then yeah. you gave him
0: metal pants and really sharp teeth. Like, that's Carcass. And so he's he's great. He's my favorite e- Eternals character by far, and he's not in it that much. Uh, <laughs> so he's – he's like I would say Lockjaw is to the Inhumans as Carcass is the Eternals. Oh, guy, yeah. You see him and you're just like, what a cool, cute dude. Like, we, I just want to see more about this character and know more about them. So other than that, who's who's your favorite Eternal? I've I've talked to you about them. Who's your favorite one? Is it – Uh, Icarus who's kind of like He-Man without the personality is it Mm. Cersei who's kind of like a a magical party girl Uh, there's Sprite who's just kind of always a kid but is mad about it they're like a like a mean mad mean little kid sure again there's Makari who's obsessed with speed it's all he wants to do is run he's just born to run Mm -hmm. Uh, there's uh, Athena again she's Zorus's Zorus's daughter and she's kind of like Becomes the leader of the Eternals, which kind of cracks under the pressure at, at one point. Uh, there's Zurus, who, again, doesn't have much personality beyond just being like a cut-rate Odin. The leader, uh, So yeah. who, do, who do you love? Who's the, who's the Eternals that really s-
2: sticks
1: out to you? Well, I liked the description of uh, Cersei. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. And she changes things into other things. I'm into that. That's I like, true.
1: I don't like uh, her design and some of the, like, I guess these must be newer comics I don't care for. The original Kirby design I like, okay. But
2: well, anyway, don't what, what I, don't you like about the design? Is it the, well? They
1: make they the like the more recent comics are like very much like uh, she's carrying two uh, Uzis. I, I'm trying to.
0: <laughs> no, it's Dan doesn't I mean, like, like this. She's always on her phone.
1: No, they just sexify it a lot. Like oh. like they you know did for a period
2: of time. Uh, I mean,
0: she was always kind of wearing like a sex. She was always, her costume was just basically like a green low cut bathing suit.
2: You know, so is she like is thing. she like the enchantress?
0: She is a little bit like the enchantress, yes, but she's like a chaotic good enchantress, whereas enchantress is chaotic evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So guys,
2: uh, well, I, don't know, I <laughs> guess I, I guess I'll go. I guess I'll go Icarus because I appreciate his on the nose, uh, na- uh, you know, code name. Icarus I appreciate his ambition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, And so as you've
0: seen, the Eternals are, like, always hiding out and not really getting involved in stuff. And we'll talk about then how do these eternal, immortal gods that don't like getting involved in things and do not care about people that much, how do they fit into the Marvel Universe? But before we get to that, Dan, I believe we have a word from our own Celestial, Squarespace.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Elliot. Uh, In addition to the kind support from listeners like you, Uh, This episode is sponsored in part by Squarespace. Uh, With Squarespace, you can create a beautiful website, turn your cool idea into a site on the internet uh, for all to see and use. You can blog or publish content, sell products and services of all kinds and much, much more. And Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers. With everything optimized for mobile right out of the box, a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. Free and secure hosting. What a great deal. Head to squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code flop. That's F-L-O-P to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
0: Now, Dan, I had an idea for a website, and I was wondering if Squarespace might be able to help me with it.
1: Let's let's get it. Let's put it on the table. We'll poke at it, see if it works. Yeah. Okay.
0: So this is a website. It's called www.whataretheeternalsagain.com, and it's mm-hmm. a website just for me where I would go and read it and remind myself, because I've read these comics <laughs> that Jack Kirby wrote at least two times, all the way through, and I had to do so much research to remember who these characters were before I talked to you guys even with the minimal information I've been able to give you because for some reason it's like um, – uh, I remember reading about a science fiction book once where a guy's face was so forgettable that he had to wear a crazy hat uh, in order mm-hmm. to stick in people's memories or else they would just forget about mm-hmm. him and that's kind of yeah, what the internals a Black are
2: like to uh, if we talk to, if we talk to your wife, Danielle, is she going to say that you spent the last like day or two, like stressing out and being like, oh, I don't want, don't want to embarrass myself in front of my friends. Yeah. And even more so, I don't embarrass myself in front of Jack
0: Kirby's ghost who has been, who That's has been true. like, Hey, you're talking about the eternals, huh? Well, he's let me tell definitely you, those got, are some amazing tales. Definitely you got you a guys, cigar. They've been coming to Oyth. Yeah, big cigar in his mouth. Ancient gods have been coming to Oyth and influencing all of our ancient civilizations. They invented the pyramids. They invented all these things. Anyway, so I got – wait, I've had 17 more ideas since we started talking. I don't (laughs) want to talk about the Eternals anymore. I want to talk about something else. And so Jack Kirby's Ghost is constantly just telling me new ideas, and some of them are amazing, but many of them don't make any sense. So this website would be to help me remember the Eternals so Jack Kirby's Ghost doesn't get mad at me. Dan, Squarespace will help me with that, right?
1: uh sure now this website of yours is that just gonna redirect back to this episode <laughs> it will be just for me though yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah okay
0: so guys let's get back to what we were talking about how do the eternals fit into the marvel universe well they don't really they were never mm. supposed to they were intended to be their own separate thing uh at one point uh they were like Jack, we need you to have the Eternals like fight the Hulk or something. So he has Icarus fight a robot of the Hulk that somebody makes because he does not want them existing in the same real world as the Hulk. By the real world, I mean the Marvel Universe, where superheroes <laughs> stop being polite and start getting real. Uh eventually, though, uh, all this backstory got rolled into the Marvel Universe proper. Cersei joined the Avengers for a while in the uh like the ni- early 90s, and she was always trying to seduce Captain America, and he was getting very flustered. Uh they announced they they revealed that Zorus, the father of all the – or the leader of the Eternals, was brothers with Alars, who was Thanos' dad. Uh, he would go on to become mentor of the Titans. So there's they're like – they mush these things together. And lately, Celestials, which used to be these enigma- enigmatic like kind of once in a million years robot alien giants, have just been popping up in the Marvel Universe like – Crazy, just like you can't you can't throw a dead cat without mm-hmm. hitting a celestial. And it's like, why are you throwing dead cats around the Marvel universe? It's because you're a new villain called That's Cat. Throw. Wild.
2: Why would you do yeah, that? It's terrible. Yeah. Well,
0: you're you a new villain. Your only power is that you're with uh, your unerring aim with dead cats. Like Gambit mm-hmm. is with playing cards. You are with dead cats. It's not a great character, but no. look, they're running low on ideas in the House of Ideas. So Daredevil goes out at night and he gets hit with a dead cat, and it doesn't hurt him <laughs> necessarily, but it weirds him out. He do just does not like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No thanks. So
0: cat, anyway, so that's Cat Thrower. Uh, they're doing a 14 part crossover about him this no. summer. Uh, which somehow he's created. He's he's connected to the creation of the universe. So my question: is— You finally is,
2: invented a supervillain I like uh, less than Carnage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what don't you like about Carnage? On the fact that he's just a serial killer Venom.
2: Yeah, that's why I don't like serial killer Venom.
0: <laughs> I mean, what about the fact that his costume is is super swirly? Isn't that nice? No, isn't that nice? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, haven't you looked at a costume before of a
2: superhero and been like, where are the swirls?
0: Where I want more swirls. Yeah. I think
2: it's I just because like I just think it's the like, it's like they took Venom and then they just poured a bunch of Mountain Dew on them. You know, like, uh. I don't, know. it's That's okay. his
0: origin. That's in the co- that's in canon in the comics. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened. Yeah, they that's
2: pour- how he got so extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they poured Mountain Dew on him and, and his
0: his symbiote costume split into one that was more extreme. Yeah, of yeah, course. That it, that,
2: yeah, that makes sense.
0: Because of all the dew. Uh, uh-huh. Anyway, how are they going to make these characters into a movie? There's This is a double-edged sword. The Eternals, there's lots of potential there because uh-huh. nobody cares about these characters. So you can basically do anything with them. The movie already, just with the stuff they've announced, is very different in terms of, the, of many of the characters in the comics. And has there been a fan backlash? Guys, you're, you're keyed into the nerd internet. Has there been a fan backlash because Ajax is a woman in the movie and not a man like in the comics? Has there been no. a backlash? No, because no one cares. No one knew.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: there was a backlash where people were mad at Kumail for being jacked. I, I remember they were mad reason. at him for
0: being buff. That w- that's and
1: true. First they were happy, then they got mad about it. huh mm-hmm. And then I haven't heard anything recently about where we're standing on that issue. Whereas,
0: if I remember, there were people who got mad because in Thor, Heimdall was black, was played by a black actor, which is a ridiculous thing to be mad about. It's a ridiculous thing to be mad about. And it's not even like these are people who are like, hmm, I've always been a Heimdall fan, and I'm just mad it's not my visual imagination of what Heimdall has always been, because no one cares about Heimdall. The same way that when Agatha Harkness was revealed as a villain in the WandaVision series, spoiler alert, Nobody cared because nobody's an Agatha Harkness fan. Nobody was like, "But she is a hero in the comics. Mm-hmm. She was Franklin Richards' nanny. She used mm-hmm. a big magic cat to scare off the wingless wizard." Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody cared. It didn't matter.
1: <laughs> Say more things in that voice about comics.
0: <laughs> Agatha Harkness was Scarlet Witch's mentor. Yeah, she was burned alive, and it was wrong. It, it doesn't. Why would you make her a villain? It this doesn't like
1: make sense. The opposite of ASMR, but still enjoyable. Weirdly. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's, why would you so vision okay in the comics he's created by ultron to uh-huh. infiltrate the, the Avengers using the body of the original human torch, although that was eventually retconned away and they said it wasn't what happened. And he has the brain powders, brain powders, he has the brain patterns and probably brain powders because if you crumble up his brain, it'll turn into powder, of Simon Williams, Wonder Man, who at the time was dead, but eventually came back. Yeah. So I don't understand why in the movies he's created by Tony Stark with an infinity gem. It doesn't make sense. Uh, what, what, uh, what, how do you feel about Ajak being a woman instead of a man? Uh, why? Well, what? <laughs> Who's that? I don't understand. So oh, you know, it, one of the Eternals. The who? I've already <laughs> forgotten. It's like a slippery idea; it slides right out of my brain. Yeah. Luckily,
2: okay. So but, there's no. But that, th- you said there's no fan backlash, but when they when the trailer was uh, w- first came out, there was a little bit of backlash because of the some of the design was so much uh, plainer than the original Kirby designs. Well, specifically and, and like a big spaceship.
0: Well, that, yeah, it's true. The spaceship that shows up in the beginning in the comic books, that thing is a big, crazy Kirby creation, and it's fantastic. It's all these little parts. And in the movie, it just kind of like is like a big, it's like a monolith on its side, you know, with yeah. some lines drawn in it. And the costumes, of the characters are much more muted. They don't have the bright, bold colors and the bright Kirby designs, which are very geometric. But. Look, we're living in a w- – I- I'm just glad that Spider-Man has a com- has a costume that looks like Spider-Man cos- Spider-Man's costume and that Captain America has w- at least has wings painted onto the side of his mask, even if he's uh-huh. not going to have little wings that stick out of the sides. Maybe he doesn't wear a in your boots, but you know what? <laughs> I- you got to take what you can get. Uh, th- for some reason, uh, it's the-, the understanding on the Marvel Universe when it comes to costumes and the DC movies too is that bright, bold colors are not fun, but you got to have lots of little textures and like little bits of like crap – you know, stuff sticking out all over the place. Like, Vision can't Mm -hmm. just be a robot with a red head. He's got to have all these lines and grooves all over his face and his head. Guys, what's the deal with all the grooves? Why all the grooves, Dan? I, I. Cause like I, like, I, I want to be, I want it to be like the Spark song, the Rhythm Thief. Hey, where did the groove go? I want them all gone. I don't like those grooves. The thing you is, bright I, bold colors. I thought, the, yeah,
2: gonna, the groove is in the heart, right? Yeah, but not it's on not on the, the head. Heart. It's
0: all over Vision's face. Exactly. The groove should be in the heart. <coughs> I they saw all, something about you, a groove heart, tube
1: and, once. <laughs> listen, it involved. You know, I, I think there's a gorilla who had a TV yeah, yeah, on his and head. And Richard Belzer's in
0: it at some point. <laughs> uh, but, uh, listeners, if the groove is in your heart, that's correct. You should not have a smooth heart. You want your heart to be full of grooves <laughs> you want it to be very grooved like a record like you know that's what your heart should look like but your face maybe you have grooves on your face and maybe it looks great but vision should have a smooth face he's a robot where's yeah, where are these grooves there
2: now i just don't understand i just don't understand why he has
0: grooves on his face
2: you're addressing our number one grooved face listener lance yeah. hendrickson yeah <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: And Lance, the grooves are working for you. I love it. It's just like the back of Jeff Goldblum's hand. You put a drop of water on it, and you can see it go down all the grooves.
1: It's I beautiful. Wanna, I love it. I want to put you on a turntable and <laughs> listen to you all night, Lance. <laughs> yeah, and what do you think
0: the... it sounds like when you play Lance Henry's face <laughs> on, 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 on a record player? Because also, those are naturally eroded grooves. That's yeah. that's natural weathering from icebergs and uh-huh. wind and sea. And yeah, it's Yours. Not just, they're called. It's, it's not adding like three-dimensional puffed-up webs to Spider-Man's body or you know why well, does why does Spider-Man in the movies? Why does he have like a funeral armlet around his shoulders? I don't understand it. But anyway, Dan, you were saying.
1: <laughs> well, no, I I will I agree that I want more colors. Like I don't understand why. I mean, particularly early on, like before the MCU, like when it was like a, a, the X Men movies, and people didn't believe that people would want to see Super. Mo- superhero movies for some reason back when that was a risky proposition to make a superhero film. Like I didn't like the, the like all black and gray costumes or just like, we got to make this look cool. Yeah. Do you think they were like, they were hoping that people would
2: go into the movies and be like X-Men. Well, they kind of look like a motorcycle gang. I'll go see (laughs) See that. (laughs) But, but I, I will defend like
1: texture to some degree. I'm sure like it, it, it makes it easier, like cinematically, like just to like have something going on rather than. just I the don't know. You look at of... look
0: at let us uh, This is not on the subject of the Eternals, but look at the Christopher Reeve Superman costume. Yeah. And the, and the Henry Cavill Superman costume. The Christopher Reeve one is super smooth. Looks great. Yeah. The Henry Cavill one. It's full of grooves. (laughs) It's full of pebbles. It's so pebbly. He's got you there, Dan. It's like let me just show you. Okay, Dan. Okay, Dan. (laughs) Dan. The Superman costume that Christopher wore. It's like a. It's like a beautifully paved road. Your eyes just slide hmm. along it beautifully. (laughs) Henry Cavill suits like driving down a cobblestone street. It's terrible. It's bad (laughs) on your suspension. It's not comfortable. Uh-huh. It's, well, you don't like it. And no. if you're walking down
1: it, you can easily <laughs> trip and fall. I'll explain. The problem was that the cattle costume was designed on a Sunday afternoon. So they had to be grooving. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> they had to be... I
0: guess that's what it was. That is the that is the grooviest time. You're that down to church. The you can finally loosen your tie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so anyway... Uh, so there's that's the, the 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 positive aspect of this is that no one cares about the Eternals, so they have a free hand to do whatever they want with their characters. They, they the the, pro, the other side is that these characters do not have a particularly interesting hook. They're kind of like basically the Inhumans, <laughs> but less so, you know. And so the main issue of the movie, though, and this is brought up by a lot of people. What have these Eternals been doing just hanging around? Like Thanos killed half the universe and the Eternals were like, "Mm, I'm busy. I don't like to get involved. What have they been doing all this time? Mm -hmm. I guess the movie will answer that question. But guys, guess what? We're in luck. Because along with the Eternals comes another character, everyone's favorite Marvel Universe character. Black Jones? And ugh, Okay, everyone's <laughs> second favorite Marvel Universe character. Don't say Carcass. Okay, everyone's <laughs> third favorite Marvel Universe character. Although, carcass, if Carcass was in the movie, I'd be like, this yeah. is fantastic. This is yeah. amazing. What's uh, What's, I think... What's amazing is that the Shang-Chi trailer came out and everyone was like, is Fin Fang Foom in this movie? And that yeah. there's nothing in the Eternals trailer that is as exciting as that, you know. Yeah. As but the
2: hope that Fin, fin Fang Foom is in
0: it. As the hope that there's a giant alien dragon that can be put to sleep with a magic spice herb, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and wears, and that, at least in the original comics, wears tiny purple shorts. Like, there's no hope in the Eternals that there's going to be a dragon wearing tiny purple shorts. <laughs> As as there again another Jack Kirby design, I believe. Uh, so this movie is finally introduced. That's right, Dan. Who's your favorite Marvel character who hasn't been in the movies yet?
1: Uh, uh Kitty Pride. No, in the MCU. No,
0: your other favorite. Your other favorite Marvel character who hasn't been in the MCU yet.
1: Uh, uh, who? Um, Puck.
0: No, keep going. From Alpha <laughs> Flight, it's not him. Keep going. <laughs> who's your favorite? Is now. not in the MCU.
1: Third favorite then. I can't. Uh, uh, is. MODOK in it he's I not don't.
0: okay he has his own show fourth favorite who hasn't been in the MCU I mean MODOK is in the MCU because his show takes place within that universe. okay
1: and I Dr. Doom thin-
0: is it Dr. Doom it's okay fifth favorite who's your fifth oh. favorite character who hasn't been I was in actually the MCU excited yet? that it might actually be it's not Dr. Doom <laughs> It is. No. It is an armored character. But who, okay, who's your? I've already given away too much. Who's Moon used, Knight, your? Moon Knight. No, okay. is it he Moon is, Knight. Okay. Moon Knight. No, he's getting his own show on Disney Plus. <laughs> wow, okay. Watching
2: six, Dan remember six, <laughs> names of characters is <laughs> amazing. Dan is really. D- uh,
0: these are characters I didn't know you knew. Six what what about?
1: Is it one of the Micronauts? What do you? No. Reading?
0: Okay. That was this licensed property. Marvel doesn't own that license anymore. <laughs> no. Seventh favorite. Who's your seventh favorite Marvel character who hasn't been uh, the CEO? Because well, this is going to be it.
1: Uh, is it Doctor Bomb? <laughs>
0: No, it's not Doctor Bong from the Howard the Duck comics. Okay, eighth favorite, your eighth favorite MCU character, Marvel character, isn't
2: in the MCU. Just to, okay, who is it?
1: He's gonna be in this one.
2: If Dan says a nihilist, I would eat my hat.
1: <laughs> I, I think I've I think I've run out of good good answers. Really?
0: What? Just give me any answers. Your favorites. Come on, um, they don't all have to be Doctor Bong.
1: Favorites. <laughs> uh, who actually do I like that hasn't been? Uh, it's uh, it's
0: not slapstick. The cartoon character the superhero.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, i don't know man well i'll just
0: what? tell
2: you it's better well, that's, right.
0: that's right it's not better ray bill his face showed oh. up in thor ragnarok so we got it that was uh, hopefully that's not all we get because he's an amazing yeah. character uh okay hold on to your hold on to your butts guys because this is you're gonna fall over you're gonna be so excited okay that's right dane whitman the black knight Whoa! Wait, what? Oh, who's that? He's okay. <laughs> who? I'm amazed you're asking me because he's everyone fav- everyone's favorite Marvel character, uh, Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. He is a knight I mean, who has a magic sword that uh, is hundreds of thousands of years old, and it gives him ill-defined powers, strength. I guess he also has a horse with with wings. And Dan, don't look up the villain, the Black Knight, who had the same horse.
1: Oh, he's gonna be played by Kit Harington. Girl, he's gonna detective. be played by.
0: Kit Harrington, so I assume it's a it's a back backdoor pilot for a Black Knight movie. So, it's almost like they said to themselves, we're launching an Eternals franchise. Who is the yeah. character that would make the Eternals look exciting by comparison?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay,
0: the Black Knight. May everyone's least favorite Avenger after <laughs> Gilgamesh, who is one of the Eternals. So, guys, it was all a ruse. It was not one of Dan's favorite characters. That was just a hilarious bit. To make you realize mm-hmm. yeah. how, un- how unexcited I am to have the Black Knight entering yeah. into the Marvel Cinematic Universe at a time when uh, they really are holding their gunpowder dry on the Fantastic Four and uh, not, not really moving forward on plans for those characters.
2: Or the Great Lakes uh, Avengers. Oh, if only the Great Lakes
0: Avengers were involved. Oh, Flatman, Doorman. Why, Mr. Not, uh, why not Wonder Man? He feels like an easy one to do. Uh, so I don't know what they're doing with Wonder Man. I once pitched a Wonder Man show to Marvel's television division when they had a separate television division. And they looked into it and they were told that something might be done with Wonder Man at some point. Yeah. So he yeah. was off the table. But guys, that's pretty much the Eternals. So okay. to, uh, to to wrap things up, the Eternals are uh, somewhat racist – super-powered uh, immortal beings uh-huh. created mm-hmm. by giant armored space aliens whose heads look like coffee makers. They are eternally at war with another, al- another race of evil beings that we have not heard about in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to this point. And they are the source of all of our myths and dreams, which automatically means they're probably the most interesting characters that ever existed. And I defy anyone to watch the trailer and tell me who these characters are and what they do. So, guys, have I made you more excited about the Eternals movie?
1: Uh, uh kind of, kind actually. Of, yeah, yeah. I yeah, kind of, <laughs> I like that. Okay, I like, that's fair. That's I like fair. how weird it all sounds. I mean, like at this point, I have been most fond of new Marvel movies like the weirder they get, and so. They're gonna go into some weird zone. Also, mm-hmm. I just finally looked up uh, these Celestials. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I like the looks of these guys. I mean, if the Celestial, they I got mean, crazy
2: colors. I,
0: I am not particularly excited about this movie because I don't, I don't, I just don't have a connection with these characters. Well, and- I'm
2: excited about the idea that the Celestials like this like uh this subheading of the marvel cinematic universe that they're going that they might keep dipping into these academy award winning directors like i feel like that black knight movie doesn't sound that exciting unless it's directed by Paul Schrader, <laughs> director of Heartbeats, interesting, interesting choice. Is
0: it really, that's Paul Schrader's go-to credit. Here director of Heartbeats. <laughs> I don't think he
2: did direct Heartbeats, <laughs> Stewart.
1: No, he didn't. I think at he all. did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's <just> check
2: <laughs> something
1: that Stewart said to me the other night as well. He's bringing in <laughs> a running joke from off the podcast. But I think Stewart. That he, he thinks basically... Andy Kaufman, <laughs> Bernadette Peters winsome comedy where they're both robots. Well,
0: it's Paul Schrader, though, right? He just wrote it. Stu Schrad- <laughs> is constantly getting Paul Schrader and Alan Arkish uh, mixed up, and that's why he thinks that Oh, Alan yeah, Arkish- the director of Rock and Roll <laughs>
1: High School. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's why he thinks Paul Schrader directed Heart Beeps and Caddyshack 2, and, Paul- and that Alan Arkish directed Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters, and First Reformed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's – I mean I think everybody does that shit, right? I feel like Paul Schrader's Rock and Roll High School
0: would be a very different movie. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> and frankly, his heart beeps would be a very different movie. <laughs> More despairing. Uh, but I, th- I think what I was going to say is I feel like if the movie gets weird the way the Eternals can get weird, where, the way Jack Kirby's so weird, then I think I'll really enjoy it. And I hope that the Celestials – like the same way that – when when they made the mistake in that Fantastic Four sequel of making Galactus like a big purple cloud, uh-huh. like I hope they don't mess with the Celestial designs too much, partly because the Celestials, they're covered in grooves. They're covered in grooves. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they already got them. You know, yeah. The grooves in the heart on them end all over their bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you want them to look like these big, crazy uh, armored aliens with no faces. But I'm worried that they're going to take it a little too seriously. But only time will tell. I will be happy to be proven wrong. And you know what? If I'm proven wrong... Here's a here's what I'll do to you. Uh-huh. I'll say, I'll admit on the air,
1: what that I was wrong. Unprecedented! Oh, wow, <laughs> in all the history of the internet.
0: But again, I have to be proved wrong. Like, the Eternals has to be like really great, and then I'll come on the air. and I'll be like, I was wrong, and uh, and if it ends with a credit sequence where a Lockjaw licks the camera, then it's my new favorite movie
2: mm-hmm. right off the
0: top.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you were the person who uh, predicted that Avatar would be a big flop. So (laughs) So did I? Yeah, I remember it well.
0: I mean, it's possible. I didn't, it didn't look, I mean, I never saw it. So as far as I'm concerned, it was a flop. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It didn't get the, it didn't, it didn't get the, uh, the hallowed Elliot Kalen (laughs) quadrant. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's there's four quadrants. <laughs> Stu, Dan, Elliot, and everybody else. Yeah. And you can get everybody else in the world that's only one quadrant. you still got to get the other three or else you yeah. don't get an EGOT. Yeah. So guys, uh, to bring this to a close, that's more than anyone has ever talked about the Eternals <laughs> ever in history. Uh, hopefully it will be a movie more in the vein of Guardians of the Galaxy, by which I mean just characters that people aren't familiar with, that they take a liking to, and are one over by because I'll remind the world something that I think I forget sometimes. In the olden days, people used to see movies about characters they didn't know anything about <laughs> and they'd like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it is not, you don't have to know a character already and already be a fan of theirs to enjoy the movie about them. So let's all go, uh, if we just choose to see Eternals, let's do it with an open heart full of grooves an open mind also full of grooves because your brain <laughs> is pretty groove Full. I was mm-hmm. going to say groovy, but not everyone's brain is groovy. But they're all <laughs> yeah. full of grooves. Uh, they're full of rinks. And... Uh Let's be nice to each other, okay? <laughs> just like yeah, man, just wow. like
2: the Eternals would be. Ellie LA keeps <laughs> taking the car around the block.
1: Ellie is <laughs> Elliot's <laughs> brand's getting groovier with every moment. This is
0: it's the it's the ending of podcast, it's the ending of podcast equivalent of there's no parking spot here, but
1: what if I yeah. go this way? Yeah. Oh wait, someone took my spot. <laughs> you know, sometimes I was, there was a spot, but I just missed it. The trick is to just park, man.
0: <laughs> like, but I, I, what park in the middle of the street, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just abandon the <laughs> just vehicle. Ab- abandon the car, that's just light the, it on uh, fire and walk away. A,
1: that's a power move my friend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's
0: true when you say to the world I don't even need my car anymore uh-huh. Yeah. anyway uh, this is Elliot Kalen saying thanks for listening I've been joined as always by my fellow travelers through the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe their names are Dan McCoy and Stuart Wellington and if and- I leave you with one thing it's just this let Kumail work out with J.K. Simmons they're best friends they don't get to see each other that much they need their workout time. So, Kamel, JK Simmons, keep on working out together. Eternals, coming your way uh-huh. in November. Ivan Elliott Kalen. Oh, there's a spot. Hold on, guys. Hold on. I'm, I'm steering into it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold, on hold on, hold on. And, ugh, oh, it's a hydrant. Okay, we got to go around again. You know what? Listeners, you leave us. I'll just talk to Dan for another 10 minutes. Bye. <laughs>